Do you believe in miracles? You better for the 2022 Twins. Things are looking bleak with 23 games to go. The Twins swept by the Guardians at Target Field. Let's break this thing down on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Sunday, September 11th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Again, this is Nash Walker, Season 3, hosting this podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And Season 4, writing about the Twins at TwinsDaily.com. And yes, it will take somewhat of a miracle for the Twins to come back and make the playoffs this year and and make it into the middle of October. They're going to play into October this year in the regular season, but the middle of October will require a miracle. And that's because the Twins, this weekend, at home, laid an egg. That's a sweep. The Guardians come in, sweep the Twins. Twins did not lead at all in this series. It was not not really competitive uh, this weekend. And... I think there are a lot of reasons why this has gone how it's gone. No question. There's a lot there is a lot of blame to go around. There's there's a lot of fingers you can point at a lot of different places on this roster, how it was built, the front office, in the dugout with Baldelli, with the coaching staff, with the stars, the players on the team, with the pitching staff, with everybody basically. But when you see a lineup that's relying on Kyle Garlic against a, a great right-handed reliever in James Karinchak. That's uh, it's just tough to get behind. It's tough to get behind, and this is where I've kind of been in the last couple of weeks because the Twins are so hurt and because they're missing so many of their key guys, and even beyond that, their depth. They're missing even the depth they would have on the major league roster. It's hard to to envision them going on a run of any kind. And it's been that way for weeks. It was hard to envision that. Their best best chance was Cleveland and and Chicago playing well below 500 ball, like like Chicago had been and like Cleveland had been for the last couple months, you know, a little bit under 500. I think they were 32 and 33 in their last 65 when the Twins had played the White Sox in that series. And the, the three teams in the Central, none of them have been overwhelmingly good for months now. Like if you look at all three records, no, none of these teams are are impressive. And I know you just watch Cleveland, and it's easy to look at Cleveland and say that's that's a pretty decent lineup of good pitching staff. We saw their best three starters, and you can see why the good bullpen. You can see why they're probably going to win the Central. You know, if it's not them, it's likely the White Sox, unless there's a miracle for the Twins. It's easy to see that, but still, when you put the Guardians up against Houston or New York, it's even the, this version of the Yankees, I don't think it's particularly close. And that's doubly as true for the Twins, who are four and a half games behind Cleveland. And it's especially true for the Twins because they don't have their guys. When you have Kyle Garlic, Celestino had to come in today for Kepler. But that's that's kind of where, where this is at. Because they were going to rely on Max Kepler this year anyway. They needed him to be better offensively, and he's been much worse offensively. And then he's hurt. 
And that's that's how it's gone. Is you know, Buxton, you need him to be better with runners in scoring position. With runners in scoring position and two outs, he's one for twenty this year. You need him to be better. You're waiting for him to be better. Hurt on the injured list. Carlos Correa, need him to be better with runners in scoring position. Finally starts getting some of those big hits. Too little, too late. They don't matter. Jose Miranda, who was incredible when he first came up, was struggling and then was awesome and, and has been overall pretty great. They're relying too much on him, and he's not getting it done for them either. It's underperformance from guys they relied on, you know, veterans on the roster. Jorge Lopez they bring in to be a who he was in Baltimore, which is a, a shutdown reliever, an elite reliever, and he's not getting the job done. You know, Michael Fulmer has been a little shaky. Tyler Malley gets hurt, gives up four runs or five runs in the first inning to Chicago. I think it was four, and then he's hurt. That's that's where we're at right now. Like You're waiting for these guys to get better, and then they just get hurt, and then they're on the injury list, so they can't even, they can't even get better. <laughs> it's so frustrating from a fan's perspective. And this, I think this season has been frustrating. The Twins are now below 500. They're 69 and 70. This season has been so frustrating because we have been able to see the potential. We've seen when things are clicking with them, when they're relatively healthy, when guys are, are rolling together, it, it looked like a good team. And maybe every team looks like a good team at certain points of the season. Even the Athletics will have a good weekend. But no, the Twins, when they won 14 out of 17 games earlier this year, they legitimately looked like a good team. And be, for good reason. They have a talented team. You got Carlos Correa at shortstop. You know, you got Buxton in center, who's extremely talented. Polanco was the team's MVP last year, a five-win player last year, borderline five-win player for them in 2021. You know, Jose Miranda is a top 100 prospect, and, and you see why there was hype around him because he's a very talented hitter. Max Kepler is the best right fielder defensively in baseball and hit 36 home runs in 2019. Since then, really nothing. But there, you you can see why. I mean, Alex Kirloff, first-round pick, 15th overall pick. We've seen what he can do when he's healthy. Trevor Larnick, the same. Seen what he can do when he's healthy. Royce Lewis, the former number one pick. Seen what he can do when he's healthy. That's why this is so frustrating. It's not a team that is incapable of winning. They need to be healthy, and they need better performance from their veterans. I think if they, if they would have gotten those two things throughout this year – they, I think they would have made the playoffs, like either in the division or as a wild card team. But even with all of that, like they still could have done it. They still could have done it without those things, but they didn't have that. They didn't have the health and they didn't have that awesome season from Correa. They didn't have that awesome season from Buxton. It just didn't turn out that way. But I also disagree with the notion that the future is bleak. There's nothing to look forward to with this team. I think that's. I don't think that's right for the reasons I just said. I think they they have a lot of talent. They need more, clearly, and they need better health. And I think things should be better in 2023. More on that, more on why I think this this should get better, uh, and more on on how this season has become we need a miracle. That's that's the calling card right now. We need a miracle. After this word from LinkedIn Jobs, as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find 
the right people to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's go back a year from right now. A year from right now, and then we'll advance a month. So let's get into the offseason going into last year. We knew the lockout was coming, and I was sitting in this seat, in this seat in Wyzetta, Minnesota, saying the Twins have two starters in their rotation for 2022, Joe Ryan and Bailey Ober. <laughs> Those were the only two they had in their rotation, two rookies. Then Kevin Gaussman gets signed. Robbie Ray goes to Seattle. I'm missing a bunch. Rodon, so many good free agents off the board. A lot of good free agents off the board. And the Twins got none of them. They signed Dylan Bundy to a one-year, $4 million deal with an option for 23. That was all we got before the lockout. And everybody, I think, felt, a lot of Twins fans and most Twins fans felt, there's just no way. There's no way they can come up with enough pitching after the lockout Strictly from the trade market, that's all we have left to field a team that can competitively win the Central and make the playoffs in 2022. And my my optimism was, okay, that's true. Like, they need to put in some serious work after the lockout. I actually thought maybe there was a chance they were going to punt on this season and just use it as a stepping stone. And maybe looking back, in hindsight, would that have benefited them for 2023? It's possible but they had a chance to do this thing. They had a chance to do it. They signed Carlos Correa. They got out of the lockout. First thing they did was trade for Sonny Gray, and the rotation looked a little bit better and a little bit better. It never looked good. It's never looked good at any point this season. But I remember where we were at last winter when they only had Ober and Ryan set in the rotation. It was hard to envision this, this rotation and this pitching staff being good enough. And guess what? It wasn't. It wasn't. The bullpen was not good enough. To rely on Tyler Duffy and Emilio Pagan as your high leverage relievers, turns out, that ain't going to work. It wasn't good enough. The the starting rotation ran out of gas. It wasn't good enough. The difference now, though, is they're not going to be in that spot going into this offseason because they traded for Gray, because they traded for Mally, because they still have Ryan, because hopefully Ober comes back healthy, because Kenta Maeda will have a role next year, because Josh Winder has looked decent in his spot starts, because Louis Varlin looked good in New York. This is a small sample for those young guys, but you feel like much more than last year, they're going to have an actual foundation in the starting rotation. They're going to have a real foundation of starters not saying it's perfect, not even saying it looks like it's going to be a good staff, but it's a much better foundation than where they were a year ago. And I'll still be hollering this offseason. They need to go get a frontline starter. Go get another frontline starter, and then it'll actually look pretty good. Last year, go get a frontline starter. They did with Sonny Gray, and I would argue Sonny Gray's been a frontline starter for them this year. They did that, but you still looked at the rotation and said, this ain't good enough. This ain't going to do it. I don't think that'll be the case this offseason. If they went out and got another frontline guy, they failed to get one last offseason along with Sonny Gray. You'd have Sonny Gray, frontline starter, Tyler Malley, Ober, Ryan, Winder, Varlin, Maeda, all those guys I mentioned. You have a lot more options next year and more depth, it feels like, than you did this year. So in the rotation, it looks better for 2023. And I kind of made that point last week, but 
it's it's going to be easier to see how this team can be good in 2023 than it was last offseason for the 2022 club. And everybody who had their doubts about this team, about this rotation, about this bullpen, yeah, the team's below 500 in September. You are your record at this point. Uh, they're below 500 in September. So those those doubts were proven right. I think going into this winter, they will have a better foundation. You still need the health. It's going to come down to that. If they're healthy next year, if they're relatively healthy, look at this Guardians team. I can't name you a position player the Guardians have have lost to injury this year. I'm sure I'm missing, you know, a couple stints. You know, J-Ram had a thumb thing. I don't even think he went on the injured list. They, they've barely had any problems on the injury front overall. They lost a couple starters, uh, you know, Aaron Savali and Zach Plezak this last week because Plezak punched the ground. That was one of the reasons. If the Twins got that health luck, this year, they'd be in such a better spot. If they got that health lock in 2023, they're going to be in a really good spot. Like if you can keep Kirilov healthy and Larnick healthy and try to get Buxton, get Buxton out there for 120 games next year, you know, they're going to be in such a better spot, like Mally healthy, Sonny healthy for most of the year. If they get that, that injury luck, they're going to, they're going to be okay. And that's why I'm not blaming this season on injuries. Like I've, I've made it clear that they're veterans have failed to come through along with the injuries. And now they're just relying on, on guys they should not be relying on at this point for big hits to get big outs to, to start today. Josh Winder, who we didn't even know if was going to make the opening day roster. He did, but now they're relying on him against Shane Bieber on a Sunday. They need to win to avoid a sweep. And they're relying on Josh Winder in that game because Mally's hurt and because they're, they're decimated. And that's the unfortunate reality here. I do feel, though, that with better health, I mean, I, I just don't know why you would think it's going to happen at this point because this is multiple years in a row. By the time we get to September, they are so beaten down. Even when they won the division in 2019, by the time we got to September, they were they were hurt, man. They were hurt. Like, Kepler was hurt. Louie was hurt because he ran in, in Kansas City. I can't remember who he ran into, but he got hurt in Kansas City in the final series of the year. They were dinged. CJ Crone had a thumb problem. Every team has injury problems. This year's Twins team has been an extreme. They've lost the second most wins above replacement to the injured list per baseball prospectus. It's it's been an extreme for them this year. If they can get to the middle of the pack in 2023, things will be so much better. And then I look at the foundation in the bullpen, and I know it hasn't gone well for Lopi, for Jorge Lopez. I would advise you, though, also to remember that he has not given up very much hard contact. He has not given up a home run. He's barely given up any extra base hits. He, they should have made plays behind him today. He should have made a play on the mound. I think it's been, I don't want to use the word fluky, but I trust his stuff. I trust Jorge Lopez and I trust his stuff. And I know it's been a long track record of him not being a good starting pitcher, but he's got really good stuff and he can throw strikes. And I know we haven't seen that all the time with him, but I, I will feel pretty good about Jorge Lopez. I think next year, based on his overall body of work this season. I think there has been some bad, bad luck. Certainly that happened today. If you looked at the box score, it doesn't look good. But if you watched him pitch, he had some bad outings. But overall, I mean, I don't think he was awful for the Twins. And he's going to have a chance here for the last 23 games to kind of change everybody's mind going into 2023. You have arguably the best, most dominant reliever in baseball in Yuan Duran. You have Griffin Jacks, who emerged this year as a reliable late-inning option. Caleb Thielbar 
was exceptional. Jorge Alcala should return next year. That's more of that health luck. The foundation of the bullpen will look so much better than it did coming into this season. And they're going to be able to, their starting point is going to be so much better than it was this year. And I think, you know, mistakes were made here. Mistakes were made. Absolutely. There's no question about that. I, I talked all first half about how they failed to get a second frontline starter. And they they didn't go all the way in the offseason when they could have made that one more move. Might have might have pushed them over the top. But now I look back at the trade down line and it hasn't worked out very well for them. Mali, Lopez, Fulmer as a unit that's gone very poorly. I'm grateful, however, that Mali and Lopez are under team control for next year and that they didn't go the route of let's just go get rentals in Cindergard. Let's go get a rental in Rodon because I don't think that would have changed anything. I don't think it would have changed anything for this year in the second half or after the trade deadline. And I feel better about having Mali and Lopez because I believe in the talent there and I believe they can help the team in 2023. So I, I looking back at the deadline, it looks ugly. It looks really ugly. I'm grateful that they didn't go after rentals because they would have traded prospects for, for literally nothing. And there's a chance you get negative value from Mali and Lopez and you paid more for those guys to get multiple years of team control. I do think those two can help the team next year though. And, and Mali in the rotation, his shoulder got to get it figured out. I don't, I don't know what the problem is there. Got to get it figured out, but I believe in his talent away from great American ballpark. And I believe in Jorge Lopez as well. And of course I believe in Yohan Duran and Griffin Jackson, Caleb Dilbar. So I think the foundation looks better for 23, much better than it did for 2022. Um, I don't know. This is this season. It started poorly they started four and eight and then they won 14 of 17 shortly after and our expectations went up because they had Correa and they had Buxton and Buxton was crushing in April and you know Carlos didn't really get going until he came back from the finger problem then he got COVID never really got going and yes it's been somewhat of an underwhelming season for him because of the the numbers with runners in scoring position because he hasn't had those signature moments but there was optimism back then because they had him and because they had Buck. They had he was healthy at the time, you know, relatively healthy. Because they had Sonny, Joe looked really good, and you had hope. And then it's been a slow burn for the last couple of months. It's like a million little paper cuts for Twins fans over the last couple of months. It's made it's excruciating because the division is so winnable. That's what makes this so excruciating. And it made it almost worse that the division was so winnable and they still couldn't do it because it's, oh, we're just a good week away. We're a good week away. We're a good week away. And that that good week never came in the second half of the season. And and since the trade deadline, it started to tumble and then it, it it's gone off the rails and then the injuries, it just became too much. It became too much. And, and now they're four and a half games out with 23 to play and Cleveland. Uh, is up nine to five in the head to head, something like that, nine to four. Um, so it's going to take a miracle, folks. It's going to take a miracle for the 2022 Twins to come back in the American League Central. I don't know about you, but I might be cheering for those guards if it's not the Twins, because we don't want the White Sox in there. We're not. We're not looking for the White Sox to make the playoffs this year. We're not looking for. They don't deserve that after the year they had, and the Twins don't either. <laughs> Sixty nine and seventy. Uh, the guards overall, I think the biggest surprise, probably one of the biggest surprises in the American League on the positive end. And they play tough. They played the Twins tough all year and they come back and they beat the Twins and they get early leads in this series and they've earned it. They've they've certainly earned it. These two teams are going to play five more against each other next weekend. The Twins will have an off day 
on Monday. They'll host Kansas City this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. It'll take a miracle. It's not over. We've seen crazier things. But yes, it'll take that that miracle. Do you believe in them? That's what it comes down to. Do you believe in that? Do you believe in it? Let's see. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen today. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. Thanks so much always for watching, for listening. I appreciate you. And if you don't know, we crush it in the off season. We have fun guests. I got, I'm already lining up some really fun guests for the off season. Twins folks, you're going to want to hear from. We have a great off season plan every year. We do a season in review. We do player grades. We do looking at payroll. We look at every free agent you can think of. We look at every trade target you can think of. We talk about the twins, the outlook of the team, what they need, what they don't, what they are looking for and hoping for, rumors, everything. Honestly, this is crazy. Might be crazy. But the offseason, to me, is more fun on this show than some parts of the season. Now, I love the big moments. I love the big moments of the season. I love coming on here after a big win or coming on to air it out after a tough loss. I love the winter. I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, I will be here. We got a, we got three weeks left in the season. I'll be here for that, too. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Go Twins!